Petronel, founder of Care for Wild Rhino Sanctuary. I've been fortunate enough to work alongside Petronel and learn how much it takes to take care of rhinos. I've made their beds of hay, shoveled poop, made milk. It's incredible. All they're doing at Care for Wild is amazing. Did you know every eight hours a rhino is killed? If we need, all need to join Petronel and help save the rhinos. I wondered about her and I thought to myself, will she make it? Will she really be fine? Will she make this trip? Will I be able to save her at the end? In what condition will she be? Is she hurting? Is she crying for her mom? Will she accept me? And at the end of the day, will she trust me to walk this journey with her? We need to make sure in 2050 there's still rhino and there's a lot of rhino. If you can wake up in the morning and look out of your window and know that you've done something, you have really done something. Your hands are dirty. You've been playing with them in the mud. You've been crying with them when they wake up at night crying for their moms and you feel their soul and you feel that complete devastation. What happened to me? Where am I? Then you'll know, then you'll feel it. The second you lay your hands on them, the first time, you decide that you take this responsibility to make sure that wherever this road is leading, that this little one comes out fine. mission is to rescue and then we rehabilitate and then we release. You do not give up on them ever. Petronel, I'm so excited to talk to you today and to start off let's talk about you. Can you introduce yourself, tell us what you do and where you're located? Kate, what an absolute privilege to talk to you today. And I just want to say the day that I've met you and your family was one of the most amazing days for me because then I got hope in this then generation and I, and I just could tell a story to someone that I can feel that also loved the animals as much as we do here on the farm. So thank you for this opportunity. And um, yes, my name is Petronelle Nivo and I grew up on a farm in South Africa and uh, my dad and mom you know also were into wildlife and conservation my mom were a teacher and my dad a farmer so at the moment I am near the Kruger National Park in the east of South Africa if you can call it the east so it's Mapumalanga and we call it Nelspruit the little town of Nelspruit in Mapumalanga in uh, South Africa Awesome. Okay, so how old were you when you first got into conservation? 
I think I was born into conservation. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this, from very small, mom and dad used to walk with us in the field. We used to go out and saw the stars at night. And they built a real love uh, into us uh, with three children for for conservation, for animals, for plants, rocks, soil, everything. So we just love the outdoors. And with that, a farmer, you know, many times he will sometimes find animals in the field that's in distress or with snares, and then he will bring it home. And then mom, because she's a teacher, she will always tell stories and sing songs and uh, play games with us. So I was so fortunate. I actually thought when I was small, animals live with people. So I think that's why till today, uh, it's not difficult for me to have all sorts of animals in the house and uh, talk to animals and just care for animals. I thought I'm part of our family. So <laughs> I'm very fortunate to always be in conservation. So now let's talk about rhinos, horns, and poaching. So your exact location must be kept top secret. Can you explain why? You know, that's a very important question because these poachers that's going out to find uh, rhinos um, and at the end also find the rhino to actually poach it illegally, hunting it, is for the horn. So because we're looking after so many of these orphans, uh, that all that you know all are wearing this horn on their faces, the location can also bring a lot of poaching to us or bring criminal activities to us. And like we know in the past, the poachers do have guns. They have uh, very high caliber, heavy caliber guns like AK-47R1s, hunting uh, rifles. So they will also call, kill the people. And it happened previously where they were killing people because they, they think there's wounds kept in the houses or there might be horns on the property and so on. So for us to keep the location a secret is also to protect the rhinos better, but also to protect the people that work for us uh, um, from anything happening to them. And yeah, I get why I have to give a keep it a secret. And I remember when I came, I didn't know where I was. I just got off on the side of the road and then we started driving, but it was so amazing. And then when we finally pulled up, it was like, I'm here, but I don't know where I am, but it's awesome. But yeah, that is so amazing. Okay, so your sanctuary has more security than one could possibly imagine. Can you explain why this is necessary? Absolutely. You know, we're thinking of layers, Kate. So if we're thinking about the rhinos in specific captivity areas, we're thinking about the fences that we have there and then a very well-trained K-9 operation, the dogs. And we love the dogs. You know, we have little Looney and we have Alpha and Reaper and they highly trained animals. And then we have a mounted unit and also different animals there, you know. Sorry, that's my dog, Cindy. So we're talking about the canine, and then my dog is barking. <laughs> so for us, it's quite important to realize that if you then go to the higher level of te technical stuff, 
Then we're sitting in a situation where we look at cameras, and this cameras will take a, a photo of whoever is moving near the fences, and that photo will be sent to us. And even on the fences, the electrical fences, and this is high tech, if there's a break in the fence, there will also be uh, SMS will send to a phone and show that specific area where there's a break in the fence or someone climb over the fence. So you cannot do Rhino protection anymore in today's day without good technology. Technology is extremely important. So also your artificial intelligence. So is that an animal that's, that's walking there or will that most probably we will be a human walking there? So you can also see the differences. So that will also be picked up. And then also now suddenly, you know, with all the, uh, the scanners, so they will, it will also be scanners going through areas and picking up heat sensors. So that's also extremely helpful. Uh, in the Kruger National Park, we also have a shot spotter. Not necessarily you have to care for what is too expensive for us, but the shot spotter is more re reactive then. And I think it's a big word, but the only what it means is if they fire a shot, this shot spotter will pick it up and then the shot spotter will say and give the GPS signals from where that shot has been fired. So people can react to that very, very quickly. So the rangers can go there very, very quickly and do a race or at least save more of these animals. That's amazing. I think it's, it is great technology. Wow, that technology sounds very advanced, very cool. Okay. So why do people kill the rhino? Isn't the horn exactly like our fingernails? Yes, ma'am. And this is where the sadness comes to play. You know, if we think about, um, uh, we work with these animals every day and the value of the animals for us is in the animal. And for your generation, we need to understand, yes, we understand culture and we respect different cultures, but that culture mustn't necessarily hurt someone or hurt uh, animal or kill everyone's heritage because rhinos belong to the world. It belongs to the next generation and our generation must make sure that they're still there because imagine a life without rhinos. Imagine a life without elephants or lions. It will be such a poor, poor planet. So if we protect uh, uh, the rhinos and their horns, we give, we give value to so much more. We give value to an area, we give value to biodiversity, you see, because then we save this rhino and there's all these other smaller antelopes, uh, smaller insects, the birds, the grasses, everything. So you cannot think that that this is the same as you're, you know, just sitting in, and eating your nails. We need to educate mom to say no, the value of the rhino is in the rhino, not the horn. Yes, definitely. It's crazy to think that people want to kill such an amazing animal just for the same material as their fingernails. Okay. Can you explain to our viewers that poaching is so much more than someone killing the rhino, 
that poaching is the largest organized crime ring on our planet. I'd love to hear this in your own words. I would love to tell the children this. And and for the children at Project 15, uh, you guys, you have to support Kate and you have to understand what she's trying to do. It's something positive. It's something beautiful. So if you think about poaching in the syndicates, it's a well-organized crime. It is covert operations. So being a policewoman myself, I've been a captain in the Endangered Species Protection Unit of the South African Police. I understand these criminals and these syndicates. They're also murderers. They're also uh, going into farm murders. They're also robbers. They, you know, and so overall, these people are well organized, not only to kill rhinos, but uh, cash in heist, you know, where people move cash in an area from banks and so on. And they kill people. And they go for jewelry stores, you know, they go for trucks uh, with high value products on them. So it's not only, they're not only involved in rhino poaching, they're involved in much bigger crimes uh, and larger syndicates as well. So I don't say poaching is not a big uh, um, uh offense or is not uh, the biggest offense. Can I tell you, against animals and against humans, these syndicates are driving people to go out, they poor people, so what they will do, they will pay someone a small amount to go and do a, a, um, a crime. And what's important to understand in this is sometimes that person doesn't have food on the table, so they don't have jobs, so they will put their lives on the line. And why this is so sad is those kingpin, we call it the kingpin of this poaching syndicate. Sometimes he doesn't get his hands dirty. He makes sure when someone is arrested, it might be someone that, that did it for the first time and get caught because they, 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 they didn't know what's going to happen to them. So it's actually very sad that these people are very, very powerful and draw sometimes innocent people into this crime circles. And that's extremely uh, difficult to explain. But the best is, the best is to say to yourself, when you snare animal, when you go out and pick, pick flowers or go and take out rocks or those type of things that must stay in that area, it's a crime. So sometimes a crime sounds small, but, but if you think about it, you're ripping an area. Even if you take spiders out or snakes out or butterflies out, it's a crime to words, the area where these animals uh, naturally occur. And we want that biodiversity and protect the biodiversity, you all know, to protect the planet at the end of the day, to protect ourselves. And that's important to understand. Yes. It's so sad that well, people that actually want the rhino home never really get caught. It's crazy. Okay. Okay, so when an adult rhino is killed in Kruger National Park, can you tell us how you reach the baby? And do you use a helicopter? And what is the next 24 hours like? 
I'm so glad for that question because what will happen yet Care for World, we're always ready to receive an animal or rhino in distress. So let's say tourists, maybe you guys, maybe on a game viewer, saw a baby walking alone without his mom or the rangers picked up that there's a dead mom, a rhino mom, and there's a baby on her side, then they will call the helicopter uh, South African National Parks helicopter, and they will call. Uh, they will call a veterinarian, and this veterinarian will go out to the scene of the crime, if you want to call it that, and dart a baby. So they immobilize the baby, and then uh, blindfold this baby, put earplugs on, and that is basically just to help with the stress and sedate the baby so to calm the baby down and let the baby sleep because it's very stressful for them. Then they will fly the, this baby in the back of the helicopter to care for wild. And we will be ready, uh, awaiting them with drips, you know, intravenous uh, fluids, because a lot of the time this baby couldn't drink for, from the mom for maybe two or three days. Uh, before rangers or tourists pick this uh, this uh, crime scene up. So this baby is dehydrated and they're cold, they're in shock, you know, they're traumatized, sometimes full of wounds. So in the next 24 hours, we will monitor and observe this baby closely. Yet care for a while. We will give it fluids. We will put it on a bottle with nice warm, warm milkies, you know, and we will just love and love and love it. And if there's wounds, we will attend to the wounds, put wound dressings on and make sure this baby is nice and warm and very comfortable so that we can take it to a next step where he will meet his other uh, um, new friends in the crash. Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure all of your rhinos are so happy at your sanctuary. And I know how hard you guys work making the milk, making their beds. It's incredible. Okay, you and your team go days and nights with no sleep when a new orphan arrives. How do you find the energy to keep doing this? I think that's something that I always had. And I think if you have the passion and, and by the grace of God, I'm blessed with a lot of energy. You know, you focus away from yourself because you know what? You can always go and drink water again. You can always go and eat again. They just lost their whole family. They just lost their mama. And that's everything for them. So, so I always say to myself, you know what? I can just give them all the love in the world because what they lost is is mind-blowing. I think for someone to think about, I lost my mom, I lost my family, my sisters, my dad, it is so traumatic that I think that adrenaline and that passion, overwhelming passion to help that animal give me so much energy in my team, so much energy to just throw everything in there and just look after them the best we can. I know every rhino that comes into your care is very special. Can you please share a short short story of a special orphan that touched you deeply or personally? There is, uh, Kate, a few of them. You know, some of them are so playful and some of them are so sad. And and, and it, it brings out different emotions. So, so the first story is such a happy little story. 
when Summer arrived, you know, uh, her name is Summer because she she just glowed and she she was sending out this yellow beautiful sun ray light and uh, she just loved love, you know. She just was so alive and um, and it was so easy to work with her. So you look at her and and she just brings a smile to yourself, you know. And then we have a, another baby by the name of Arthur, you know, Arthur the Great. Um, they hacked him. He was almost two to three days old and he was trying to protect his mom. So that is why it's Arthur the Brave because then they hacked him. The poachers that use that machetes to take out the wound from the mom's face um, uh, also hacks him over his shoulder blade and in his in his foot, you know, that area here. So to work with Arthur and see how hard he fight it, also with the wounds, and now he's a big animal, he's almost four years old, you know, and he has his own crush now. Um, just give me courage. Uh, to carry on and and save him because he fought it so hard to save his mom. So I would say those two stories is very, very near my heart. Wow, that is so sweet. I've met Arthur. He is the most sweet little rhino ever. Okay. Do you think rhinos will go extinct in my lifetime? If we don't react and uh, don't do things like you're doing now, Kate, most probably. But if people uh, stand together and understand our problem and love rhinos and understand the animal, so the more we spend time with them and the more we build up knowledge and more advocates and ambassadors like yourself, I truly believe that animals, the rhinos will not go extinct. So we need many more of you and we need your leadership. So then it will not get extinct. It, definitely not. <laughs> yes, my dear. <laughs> to take action and speaking of action do you think my generation can help stop poaching what exactly can we do to take action you know if we think about the children and we see that uh you guys are well educated you want knowledge you crave uh better things you you want to save the planet if we take that energy and we combine it and say, let's know everything we can about rhinos. Let's do research projects. Let's see the areas, what they're in, and spend time and energy on positive things that can save Mother Earth. You know, if I think about a mom and, 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 and uh, the people in your project must have moms and they have families, they must just reach out and say, the love that I have for my family, that love I need to have for my for my uh, for the rhinos in my world. Then I can think about people with entrepreneurial skills, you know, people with arts, people that can sing beautifully, 
people that, that understand finances and all these different talents must come together. People with technology in, information, you know, you guys know so much about artificial intelligence, um, how programs work, how games work. And that's how we can spread the word. That's how we can all get with our special talents into saving rhinos. I most definitely think you guys can do that. <laughs> I agree. Thank you so much for talking to me today. That was my last question. You are doing so much to save rhinos, and I'm so grateful for your work. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kate, and I wish I could give you a big rhino hug <laughs> and a kiss and so on. Thank you for your great work, and thank you for the opportunity to tell you what Careful Wild Rhino Sanctuary is doing for our rhino. I can't wait for you guys to come and visit. <laughs> Same. Thank you. Let's go!